0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in private Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Liminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still have a lot of action at bet online. I know personally I'm going to be a bit upset that I can't visit any of the actual stadiums in itself for the next couple of months because of COVID, but I will be looking forward to watching games. There's nothing more exciting than watching games while you have money on and hopefully, uh, you can make some money here at Bet Online based on the game spreads, team totals, player props, and even coaching props. Bet Online is everything, and they have a ton of options alongside an online casino. So, action never stops. So, once again, head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. With the new year comes tons of new big games and sports. And with big games, you need big steaks. Kansas City Steaks has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit kansascitysteaks.com gameday and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with the code BLEAV, BLEAV at checkout. Try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavors, mini beef Wellington steak burgers sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimps wrapped in bacon every order is flash frozen delivered directly to your home satisfaction guaranteed or your money back basically every cut of steak imaginable plus appetizers desserts barbecue and so much more again go to kansas gameday game day and use the code believe b-l-e-a-v at checkout for free shipping kansas city steaks big game big t- it's 2021 People can acquire self-driving cars, eat burgers made out of plants, even fly to space in rocket ships if they have the money for it. So if you could do all this futuristic stuff today, the very least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires a compatible plan or device. 5G may not be available in your area. See at com slash 5G for you for details. Taste. Welcome back, everyone, to the Betting Barrier Podcast here in the Bleed Podcast Network. Now, before we went on break, we previewed what we were going to be doing for this week's show. Same thing we've been doing the last couple of weeks, going through Golden State's upcoming, next, uh, next, upcoming games over the next week. And we'll talk about my thoughts on how Golden State will fare. And hopefully it ends up being undefeated, of course, over the next week. But, you know, that remains to be seen. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in and talk about our thoughts on the first matchup. which is going to be taking place tonight between the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. And this will be a road game for Golden State. But before we end up getting into the first game, we're going to recap what happened last week. Ended up doing pretty well in terms of the breakdowns. Went 3-1. and one. I thought they'd beat the Lakers. That ended up—not uh, the Lakers, sorry. I thought they'd beat the Knicks. That did not happen. I thought they'd lose to Utah, and they will be losing to Utah by 19, and I thought they would smack Minnesota in those back-to-back games, and they did. The Warriors won the game on Monday by 22, scored 130 points in the process, and then they played again yesterday, and Golden State won by 12, scored 123 points. Minnesota, I think it's the worst team in the league without Anthony Towns there. I know Saunders has been the coach for a couple years. I'm not really sure why. I think he's the worst coach in the entire league. The team's pretty awful, and Wiseman ended up leading the way, scoring for Golden State with 25. He had a very good game, and hopefully that carries over into the next week. But to break down the matchup here between Golden State and Phoenix, that will be taking place on Thursday night in the Phoenix Arena. For this matchup, these two teams have been heading opposite directions a little bit. Golden State is currently 10-8, won each of his last two games. Meanwhile, Phoenix got off to a hot start that ended up having to take a week break or so because of COVID. And then ever since it came back, it has not really fared too well, as it has lost four of its last five games, and it has lost each of its last three games. A couple of brutal losses to Denver in there, lost in overtime, lost in double overtime, and then ended up blowing the lead against Oklahoma City yesterday, and we're out to a five-point loss. Now, the main reasons why Phoenix has been struggling is because of the fact that offensively, it has really just been struggling uh, all season long. Something has to do with the fact that this team started playing a lot slower, Uh, to incorporate Chris Paul more into the offense. It seems to be running a pretty much half-court exclusive offense, which has translated well to the team's defense because it's only giving up 108.6 points per game, and it is one of the best defenses in the entire uh, league. But the issue you have there is the fact that this team offensively just isn't really generating enough points to compete regularly in today's NBA. And when you're playing at a bottom-three pace in the entire league, that might work out well against some teams, but it might not work out well against others. And I think there will be a problem. Phoenix currently ranks tied for 13th in offensive efficiency, which sounds pretty good. But the issue is that this team just struggles to break over 108 in any given game. And this team is playing in the second lowest pace in the entire league behind, or the only team it's ahead of is New York. But I just think Phoenix right now seems to need to get back on track a little bit. And this team, with the likes of Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, have had flashes where they've looked good together, but for the most part, it has been a pretty bumpy ride up to this point, which is why Phoenix is currently 8-8 and and is currently in 4th place in the division. But anyway, looking at this matchup here, looking at the numbers, because we actually have that for today, Phoenix is currently the 1-point favorite, uh, and the current total has had a bit of movement so far uh, because of the fact that it's gone from... Roughly 220 to 219.5, uh, if you look at the numbers. Now, Golden State, the spread has been a little bit all over the place. Uh, you, I already mentioned how it's mostly Phoenix minus one. However, Golden State is pick em in some spots, and even minus one a little bit offshore. So, you have a little bit of a, of a line split here, and that is dependent on what you actually like in this matchup. Now, for my thoughts, I'm going to lead to Golden State in this one. Uh, I don't want to back a team on a three-game losing streak. Phoenix, until it gets back together. Uh, both offensively and even defensively, giving up 120 points plus to Denver in two two of its last three games. And I know some of them had overtime involved, but still, Phoenix has played a lot of close games this season, and I'm a little bit concerned with how the team's currently playing. Golden State was able to take its foot off the gas a little bit in its last two games, one in blowout fashion. So I do think that, even though it played yesterday, it should be pretty well-rested for this matchup because of the fact that Golden State didn't have to go all out within the last, I'd say, quarter or so. I mean, Minnesota outscored Golden State by 8 in the 4th, and Golden State still won by 12. So this game really wasn't close. If you're going through the actual minutes here. Curry played 33, uh, Wiggins played 31, Green played 30, but nobody was into that 35-36 range. So I do think that will pay off well for Golden State here. But the main questions you have to ask yourself, uh, there are a couple of matchups you might want to focus on. First of all, obviously, it's going to be Chris Paul versus versus Steph. And we'll see how that goes. Now, Chris Paul has had a little bit of a down year in turn of statistics uh, because he has been, I'd say, taking on more of a facilitator role. He's only averaging 14.9 points per game, which is well below his career average. However, he is still also averaging 8.8 assists per game. He's shooting 45% from the floor, and he's only shooting 29.1% from the three-point line. So Chris Paul's offensive numbers seem to start declining, which makes sense. He's 35. He's been in the league for over 15 years. So it appears that maybe his legs are starting to, I don't say deteriorate, but I think you know what I mean. But Curry has been dialed in. He's uh, averaging 27.7 points per game. And I know he got off to a slow start in the first half of the game yesterday before coming on a little bit strong in the second half. I think he'll have a good game. Uh, Chris Paul seems to always have issues guarding Steph, and I do think that'll carry over into this game. But looking at the other matchups here, you have Aiton against Wiseman in a pretty entertaining matchup there. Because Aiden's averaging 12.3 rebounds per game. He has been a little bit streaky when it comes to scoring. Occasionally, he'll put up 20-plus. Occasionally, it'll be a no-show. But he's averaging 14.4 points per game. So he has been a very solid big man, also shooting 58% from the floor. So he's been pretty efficient. And now he's a matchup against Wiseman. And both these players kind of remind me of each other. Pretty athletic big men with very, very big frames. And I think that you should see a very entertaining matchup here. Wiseman was moved to the bench, of course, over the last couple of games. And he responded well yesterday. 25.6 rebounds, two blocks so a pretty solid day overall, and now he's got his hands full. So we'll see how that matchup goes. But at the end of the day, I simply can't back Phoenix here. Phoenix, until they actually get back on track or they show me signs of life, I'm not going to suddenly expect them to figure it out and beat this Golden State team, which has been very solid defensively and also possessed a little bit more pop offensively. So I do think that'll translate well. So I like Golden State in this matchup. Now looking at the Saturday game here, there's only going to be three games we're going to be talking about instead of the usual four. Uh, just based on how the calendar worked out. But for Saturday's game, uh, you have the Warriors returning back home as they take on the Detroit Pistons. And for this matchup here, the Warriors should be pretty big favorites. I'd assume around seven points or so, maybe a little bit more. But I got to take Golden State here. Detroit, I already talked about how Minnesota's one of the worst teams in the league. Detroit is easily in the bottom three, bottom four. This team is 4-14, four and 1-7 on the road. This team is just a disaster. And if you look at the actual roster, that's what happens when you invest in big contracts for players who probably aren't worth it, and Blake Griffin's contract has been a massive albatross for this team. He was a scratch in the last game against Cleveland yesterday, ended up losing by 15 in the process, but you look at Detroit, it's lost four, it's lost five its last six games. This team's been able to build up no momentum whatsoever, and if you look at just the roster here, this team's terrible. Oh. Uh, Griffin was supposed to be the best player on the team. He's fourth in scoring. He's averaging 12.3 points per game, 6.2 rebounds. Griffin's absolutely shot. Uh, he's he's pretty washed. He was at 31, but when your career is based so heavily on explosiveness and you don't have that anymore with the verticality and everything like that, it makes sense why you're only shooting 37.6% from the floor and 32.5% from the three-point line. He simply just can't run the pick-and-rolls as well as he used to. He settles for more jump shots now, and he's definitely not as efficient as you'd want him to be. However, the leader for Detroit is Jeremy Grant, who is averaging 24.4 points per game and 6.3 rebounds per game. He was the main acquisition for Detroit during the offseason. He has been absolutely fantastic. I think he's been the lone bright spot on this team, as he is also shooting 39.8% from the three-point line, averaging 1.2 blocks per game, 0.9 steals per game. He has been playing like a borderline all-star. I don't think he'll actually get in because it's the Eastern Conference and nobody really cares about Detroit. But, Grayson has been very good. Uh, you also have Derek Rose, who is averaging 14.7 points per game and 4.5 assists off the bench. However, he's been a little bit banged up, and there have been some rumors he might be traded. Uh, I've heard rumors with the Knicks, so we'll see what happens there with Rose, but I don't think he'll be on the roster for that much longer. You also have Wayne Ellington, who's been playing pretty well, 12.9 points per game. Of course, he's a 3-point... Uh, shooter or three-point uh, specialist, and he's shooting 51.8% from the three-point line. So he's been very good. But Detroit's just a terrible team. There's really no way to go about it. When you're talking about the likes of Derrick Rose and Wayne Ellington as your number two and number three scores. I think that tells you all you need to know about the talent on this roster. And I think Golden State should have a field day. Do I think Golden State uh, is going to have a problem matching up or stopping Jeremy Grant? Maybe a little bit. Uh, I still think Wiggins' defense is pretty good overall, but could use some work. I think Grant should have a good game, but Griffin might not even play. He's basically useless. Derrick Rose is banged up, and he might be traded, and Ellington's a three-point shooter, but this team really doesn't have many ball handlers. I think that will be a problem for this team. But Golden State, on the contrary, has Curry, and I don't think anyone on Detroit can match up with Curry. Uh, You look at Wiseman, I don't think Detroit really has anybody to match up with Wiseman. I know that uh, Plumlee's had a pretty good year from a statistical perspective, but he doesn't have the athleticism and I think that he'll struggle against Wiseman in this one, but Golden State is the better team, better bench. I just think that Golden State will win that game going away. So once again, I'll take Golden State against Detroit and the third and final game we're going to be talking about in this video is going to be taking place on, uh, what's the date it's going to be on? It's going to be on Tuesday and that's going to be between the Warriors at home against the Boston Celtics. And for this one, I like the Celtics here. I know Boston has been a little bit streaky. However, it has had injuries so far this season. Mostly Jason Tatum ended up having COVID, so he had to miss about a week or two. And he's back in this one. I know that Spurs lost yesterday against the Spurs. However, I just simply look at the roster, and I think that Boston has too many weapons for Golden State to handle. Unlike Detroit, where you're talking about the likes of some washed-up players who used to be All-Stars. For Boston, you have Jalen Brown, you have Jason Tatum. I know Kemba's missed a bunch of games as well. He's averaging 16.4 points per game since he came back to the lineup and 4.2 assists. Now, efficiency wise, Kemba has been pretty underwhelming, shooting just 42.3% from the floor and just 33.3% from the three point line. He is averaging two steals per game, though, and you know that uh, Kemba is a big shot maker, so that also could play a factor late in this game. But Tatum's averaging 26.5 points per game. Uh, he's been great in 12 games of action. And you have Jalen Brown is averaging a team-high 27.1 points per game. He's been magnificent. He should be the favorite to win most improved player. Either him or Christian Wood, and we'll see what happens there. But with we, Tatum and Brown, I just don't know who's supposed to guard those two guys. You have Wiggins guarding one, and I guess Oubre guarding the other. I don't really like my chances there. I just think Boston should be able to dominate in uh, from the wings. I think Kemba, even though he has been a little bit inconsistent, could match up with Curry from a scoring perspective. I think Curry, of course, will outscore him, but I think Kemba can put up his own. And you also have Marcus Smart, who and should end up guarding Curry for most of the game, and I think that he is one of the best defensive players in the league. So I do think that will definitely help out Boston in this matchup. So, once again, just a brief recap on my thoughts for the upcoming games for Golden State over the next week or so. I like Golden State tonight against Phoenix. I'll also lean to the under- in that one, but I like Golden State, I think that it has too many offensive weapons, and I think Phoenix right now is in a slump, and I'm not going to back the team that's been reeling lately, then you have the Saturday game against Detroit, I like Golden State in that one, Detroit's terrible, that team is just a lost cause, and it should be even worse over the next couple of years, because Detroit's over the salary cap, and it's going to need to even trade more people, that team is just awful, but then you have the matchup taking place on Tuesday, which will, which will be between the Celtics and the Warriors, and for that one, I like Boston to get the job done. I don't know what the spread's going to be. I do expect Boston to be slight favorites because I do think that Boston's the better team. But I do think Boston will get the job done there. So, then that, that's been this, that's been this installment of the Benning Berry Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts.